Yeah, every game is important at this point a year, you know, and you can, you know, it's easy to say, okay, look back at however many we have played against the division, but, you know, those games are gone. Those games are done, and uh, we are where we are, and we have two games in front of us, and, you know, taking them one at a time. You know, it's it's a good team over there, you know, with good pitching and good hitters. So you take it one game at a time, and um, each game, whether it's division or, you know, another opponent, is going to be important going forward. Yeah, although having said that, Kevin Barker, game against every opponent is important for John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager. Games against East are really important. They've got to start winning some. They have to start winning some games against the East after uh, last night's 13-3 loss. But you want to talk about a trade deadline buzzkill after last night's 13-3 loss. What do they know against the East? Like I lost seven and twenty-two. They seven and twenty-two. I stopped counting at seven and 50, twenty. They have fifty-four games left. They have twenty-three of those fifty-four against the American League East. You could almost say those twenty-three games will decide on whether they go to the playoffs or not. They're that bad in the American League East. Well, There's that many games yeah. left against the American League East. They're like 25 games above 500 against everybody else. Like they're they dominate those, but there's enough games left in their division that they stink in that well, could cost them a playoff spot. And, and and the bad thing is they're they're in they 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 can't win the season series against the Boston Red Sox, I don't think. Uh, they're on the verge of not being able to win the series against the Baltimore Orioles. And that comes into play if you finish tied. And, you know, it, it, it appears as if the AL East, it appears as if the Yankees yeah. are bringing, are, are going to end up bringing up the rear in, uh, in the AL East. But yeah, listen, um, what's that? They're not, they are 720 against the East. They, they are the they're they're the fourth best team in this division right now. The last now. fifteen games of the season are Even against third. American <laughs> League East teams. That's three against Boston, three against the Yankees, three against the Rays, three against the Yankees, three against the Rays. Yeah. Again, the twenty three games against the American League East. I was trying to not talk about that. Yes, I know. So, sort of you know, sweep that under the rug. It's a thing now. Those 23 games, I don't know what you have to go. What do you think you have to go there? You I mean, could, I, I, I mean uh, you have to go a lot for a little. I don't even know. It's you know, what? <laughs> look, this team got to win fifteen of those twenty three. But I mean, this team's done this all year, and they're still in third place. If they're going to continue to run, if they, if they're going to continue to run rough shot over other teams, like it's impossible to figure out. I they may not need to do that to go to the playoffs. What if the Rays get a little bit better? What if the Red Sox yeah, are better I, than the Blue Jays? There's I mean, all you, what, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of what ifs in this. But my point is, <laughs> it's 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 so weird because given the way the schedule is now. Do you worry about the Jays inside the division, or yeah. do you take heart in the fact that outside the division they're awfully good? I, I, okay, which, six and one half dozen of the other. Well, well which get which games matter? The thirty-one against everybody else, or the twenty-three against the American League East? If they go, can't go. You, you, if they go twenty-one and ten against those other thirty-one in the thirty-one games against those other teams. I mean, that's why it's it's impossible. The only thing I will say is this. They're on pace to win like five or six of the 23 that are left against the American League. But they've, Kevin, they've done this all year, and they've, they've, they've been in third place. Oh, yeah. It's a tough watch, though. You know? Uh, well, yeah. it's a, it, They're not competitive. 
No, like a, lot, a lot of those other than other than the rotation, even the rotation, the pitching's not real good in the American League. You no, see, and like it, everything they try to do, well, they don't. Well, we also have to, yeah, you know, I think initially we talked about how six of those losses came when Alec Manoa was was struggling. Yep. You know, they were early in the year when Alec Manoa was still going out there, and but I mean that really hasn't changed. Last night, uh, 13-3, the loss to the Baltimore Orioles. Now, you know, a lot of focus, obviously, on the bullpen. Nate Pearson Nate Pearson had the type of game last night that in the old days used to get you sent back to AAA. <laughs> he got sent back to AAA today, Nate Pearson. Uh, three walks, four hits, uh, four earned runs. I'm sorry, three, four earned runs. He had three walks. Uh, just just awful. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Jordan Hicks came in three hits, two earned runs. Genesis Cabrera, three earned runs Uh, and three hits. I mean, this was coming as it did in the trade deadline, the day of the trade deadline where you went out and acquired where Jordan Hicks is, you 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 didn't have the type of trade deadline your fans wanted. You didn't have the type of trade deadline, frankly, you expected. And when I say you, the front office, I do believe the front office, front office expected they do more than that. Uh, when you end up adding Paul DeYoung and Jordan Hicks and you say, well, you know, we may have Jordan Hicks. That was a big acquisition for us, the premier reliever on the market. And then he comes out and again, he hasn't pitched for a while, but he comes out and isn't very good. Like if, if you're a Jays fan, you're leaving last night's game. No, if you're a Jays fan, you're leaving last night's game. What was the positive? You know, Hyunjin Ryu kept it together. Hyunjin Ryu didn't look any better than I thought he'd look. He didn't look any worse than I thought he'd look. He gave him a chance. He gave him a chance in the sixth inning to have a big inning. That, the, the sixth inning, for me, summed up their season in you one inning. Walk me through it, because that was we, – we exactly watching, what it is. We were watching it in here, and you looked at me and said, that is the 2023 Blue Jays. Absolutely. The, the sixth inning, inning the, little, the little bloop hit that Belt had. He's on second base, nobody out. You got Vladdy coming up. You got Chat. You get you got Vladdy Springer and Chapman coming up. You're down a run. You're thinking, man, now we're cooking with gravy. Something good here could happen. Get the foot Still down. Get it singing. Have thing, a little good Bob, rotation. Get a good pitch to hit. What's Vladdy do? Swings to the pitch he shouldn't have. Has First a little pitch. has a little flare to right field. That's an easy out. It's non competitive at bat. Springer comes up. Looks like Springer's looked the last thirty four at bats. Non competitive. Then Chapman comes up and. Dare I say, elevated fastball strikes out. That's non-competitive at bat. That sort of sums up their entire season. Is that in one inning? You that was. Say, you know how many pitches? Those three dudes. One of those dudes runs into that. The game's totally different. You got a different mindset going into the day. Nope. You know how many pitches? And then you get blown out by a better team. Do you That's know how many pitches Guerrero, Springer, and Chapman saw? How many? Seven. It's a meter your order. Seven pitches in the sixth inning. And the meat of your order gives you three non-competitive at bats. Yeah, it's a tough watch. Isn't it? I, that, that and you're right. I, to, look, I'm not a fan of the you know the predestined hit and everything. Who the hell knows what happens? Even if the Jays take the lead, but the fact of the matter is, the Jays would have had the lead, had one, and 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 that's just. It's just un, or or at least hide it, and that's un, to me that's un, it's just you, unforgivable. You, you know who leads baseball? Who's the best two teams in baseball? Uh, the Braves and the Orioles. Do you know who is first and second in baseball in at-bats between home runs 
with runners in scoring position. I give you, okay, I give on. you a guess. Just, just at bats between home runs with runners in oh. scoring position. A dude standing at second. How many at bats do they have between those when they hit a homer? I right. gave you the answer. The Braves are best in baseball at seventeen at bats. Okay. Between homers, between home runs. with a dude standing at second. The Orioles are in second place at 22 at-bats between home runs. The Blue Jays are 23rd in baseball at 38 at-bats between homers. You want to know why those two first place, the two best teams in baseball are the two best teams other than they do other little things? Orioles, you could say, have a really good bullpen. The Braves, you know, are in the National League. They just absolutely get it down and get it singing. And in the first inning, they put you away quick. It's like pulling off a Band-Aid with the Braves, right? Let's, yeah, yeah. No, it is. That's yes. why That's why I brought that stat up is that for me is a big deal. Because I did you know that Whit Merrifield has more home runs with runners in scoring position than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does this year? Uh, I do Whit, now. Whit Merrifield's got four homers with runners in scoring now position. Now ask me this. Vladdy has three. Ask me this if I'm surprised. You should be. hear that. You should be surprised. Okay, let's, here's what I, I first of all, we we got to get rid of a little bit, not get rid of. We got to we have to kind of deal with a little bit of news right. here. Uh, Bo Bichette has gone on the 15 day IL with right patellar tendon uh, tendonitis. Um, you know, tendonitis is kind of a catch all phrase. It can mean just about it. Just I about had tendonitis. Anything. My wrist once once had acupuncture and it went away in a day. Yeah. Uh, so that I am. That frankly is better than what I expected when he came off. I I thought we were talking a torn a, a torn MCL or ACL or something like that. So tendonitis in the knee, uh, it's going to be treated. Fifteen day IL for Bo Bichette. Uh, Paul DeYoung is in the lineup today. He was acquired from St. Louis. He's in the lineup today. Nate Pearson, we already mentioned, sent down to AAA. I, he. Raise your hand if you thought he should have been on a plane to a to a different team in a I different mean, city. I'm just going to raise my hand on yeah, that, too. Yeah, he's a change of scenery Absolutely guy. Let, let's is. just say it. His, his, his time with this organization, I think, is basically done. I'm surprised he wasn't traded at the deadline. Does Maybe that, they tried and they couldn't. Does that say what people think about Nate Pearson or who the hell? Maybe the Jays didn't want to trade him. I, I Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Thomas Hatch is here. Yeah, you know, just insert your own joke. Go ahead. Uh, insert your own joke there. Scream, score more runs. That's what it's screaming. I brought the stats up for a reason. With the, with the, with the at-bats between homers with runners in scoring position. The pitching's so good nowadays, it's run into one. Watch the Braves game today. Acuna Jr. came up and hit a three-run homer. He's basically eliminated the game when he hit the three-run homer. That's what the Jays got to do. Like they got good enough hitters to have better at bats. That's why I brought up the sixth inning. When you, know you have I, non-competitive at bats and you don't get a pitch that you can drive to do damage to create backspin in the big part of the field. You watch the Braves game today. It is like they don't chase to get one right down the middle. Most hitters can't hit really good pitches, like on the black away or just a little bit up or on the black end or that really good late breaking slider. It's rare that you hit that hard. It's if you take that one, get a little deeper in account, and let that dude have a chance of hanging it or throwing it down the middle or elevating a changeup that's a BP heater. That's the difference. This is what the lineup has to do. And there's a reason why these two teams are the two best teams in baseball. Is it 
should I be upset that less than 24 hours after the trade deadline, Ernie Clement and Thomas Hatcher and Blue Jays are, are, are with the major league team? I don't think really Thomas Hatch is. He's on the travel squad. Right, huh? the travel squad. What, what is what, that? What, I don't okay. even know what that what, is. But what, I, no, actually, I don't think why so. Why is he even like here? I, like, who cares? Because Nate Pearson's not great. Nate Pearson's not great, That's I why. guess. I guess. And, you know, I, what, they can find Mitch White, I guess. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I'm a Jays player. I walk in the clubhouse today after last night's hammering. I'm a Jays pitcher. A, 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 yeah, and I walk in, I look around, and I player. go, there's a locker with, no disrespect to Ernie Clement, but there's a locker with Ernie Clement, and there's a locker with Thomas Hatch's name on I might just go bang my head against the wall. Until until Anyhow. until the the you know who leads the team with with at bats with runners in scoring position Matt Chapman he's got 110 at bats he's hitting 218 he's got two home home runs and 110 at bats he's got 24 hits he struck out 39 times you know what he did in the sixth inning last night he struck, struck out. out it was basically a non competitive at bat it was late on two haters and like. Like it's just the the inability to make adjustments when it matters the most. L- look, Bradish was good. He he ain't great. Like I, let's be honest, he ain't. And he's working through that order like it's not real real tough. Well, he does have and, an, and, he does have an ERA and, under four. I mean, until, it's not like he's until, horrible. Yeah, I said he's good, not great. Oh, okay. that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. You ain't listening to me, are you? I am. I'm looking to make sure. Okay. Nah, ha, ha, the joke's on you. Thomas Hatch has been recalled from AAA Buffalo and will be active for tonight. Oh, He's active. Oh, there it is. So, so the joke there's is There's a possibility. How about that? He may, be in, the, he may mm. be in the game with a couple of grenades rolling around in his back pocket, ready to, ready to give him up. Thomas Hatch and Ernie Clement. Yeah, nothing I, says we're uh, nothing says again, we had a successful trade deadline. Again, I can't, you, can't, you can't say bad things about the pitching. You can poke fun at it. And make jokes about the Mitch Whites and the Thomas Hatches. Well, I did. You can do that. But that's but not you fair, they, is it? They did say exactly that's not, not fair. fair. The, the I two, apologize the for doing The 218-39 strikeouts, Chapman. The 208, George Springer. The 177 with 33 strikeouts, Dalton Varsho. Those are the things that have to get better okay. for this thing to go the way they want it to go. The only reason I bring this thing up is every time we hear Ross talk, he seems to be banking on... Well, guys of this obviously like it's like vladdy vladdy has eight extra base hits with runners in scoring okay, position now I, it's not good like in 2020 give you an example he's got three home runs with runners in scoring position in 2021 when he was really good he had 11 think he's gonna hit eight more homers with runners in scoring position that's the difference not, is because of how good the pitching is the way they add and subtract, and, and there's no fastball counts. Okay, I got somebody I, that means something I'm to a call lineup you out has here. to run into I'm something. I'm going to call you out here because I was on with uh, Tim McAuliffe last night, uh-huh. and I said that I thought, you know, reading between the lines, and basically what Ross said is, you know, Matt Chapman, George Springer, Vladdy, you, yeah. you got to get it going. Ah. And I said that for me, all this talk about. Vladdy and a long-term contract. Yeah, we're a year away from having to have the discussion about, okay, if he isn't signing here, what do you do with Vladdy? I mean, we're, every, every organization does that. Every organization has that discussion when you get closer to free agency. Even big money organizations. Okay, if the dude isn't going to sign, like, what are we? People don't realize how close we are to having that discussion. Uh-huh. 
Now, here's my point. So I said, to me, the onus is on Vladdy to put this team on his shoulders. And I'm not a, a I'm little not, on him, yeah. I'm not a big guy that, or I'm not one of those guys that this guy's got to have a great run now and this guy's got to have a great run. Vladdy's got to do something this year to carry this team. And you said to me, oh, it's not Vladdy, it's the other guys. Vladdy's hitting, what's he hitting with runners in scoring Two, position? 297. 297, that's not horrible. Somebody else pointed out, does he have more hits than anybody in the Orioles? Somebody on Twitter threw that out. I don't know, maybe, but you basically said to me, no, you're being too hard on Vladdy. It's, it's the other guys. That's what you said to me. Then you come in the air and you're going, well, it's Matt Chapman's the guy that comes up all the time with runners in scoring position. And yeah. I mean, Matt Chapman's going to have a Matt Chapman year at the end of the year. It may be better than a Matt Chapman year. It may be better than a Matt Chapman season. What is, what is a Matt Chapman year? I ain't. What, 235, 240 with the, you know, he's, he's, he's going to have, he is going to have. A, for Matt Chapman, a good offensive year. Uh-huh. George Springer, I'm with you. George Springer's a mess right now. Mm. But I kind of get the impression I, I'm, I'm the only one sitting here saying Vladdy's got to, especially with Bichetto for two weeks, like this is Vladdy's time. Yeah, I think it's to the... This is Vladdy's time. I think no one in this city wants to do he, that. It's like Vladdy yeah. gets kid glove treatment in this city. I'm asking you a question. You think he can? Yes. Th- this year? Yes. I think he can. I think, the, I think he's a He's a good enough, he's a good enough hitter mm. that he should be able to do it. It's a pretty big sample size this year. I mean, we're four months into the season. So then, all of, so then all, why all, all you, of a sudden you're why were you no? All of a sudden, you, not, wasn't a you were I, criticizing, criticizing me you, because you thought w- you you said oh you're I picking was, on poor Vladdy is what you said. No, when you were you, in the car. You said it's getting all, your chicken nuggets. You said it. <laughs> Getting your chicken nuggets and talking to me in the yeah, car after I after I bought you pizza last night. It's all I all I oh, could afford. A story was, behind was nuggets. That. I you you seem to think it's all him. It's mostly him. It ain't because you look you look at people that are around him and dudes that have more at bats when when those at bats matter aren't doing as well as he is. It's a collection of everybody. He had Bo around him for a while. He had Bo around him for a while. Bo's doing okay. Bo's Got a Bo's got a bunch of dudes around him weren't hitting too. Yeah, but doesn't Bo, seem to have affected him. <laughs> well, okay, we're we're, t- we're talking about different things here. Mm-hmm. All right, I, All I'm, right. I'm talking about how many bats do you have when you're walking to the plate with a dude standing in scoring position? There's other guys that are having more. Okay, than Vlad. All right, I'm I, with you. I, maybe Vlad, I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I should has, be happy with Vladdy having. What's he hitting now? Maybe I should be happy but, w- 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 with this Vladdy. Maybe that, that that's fine. I'll I'll blame everybody else. Like everybody I, else. I'm is. saying I'm saying it's a collection of people, not only Vladdy, but it's just as much on Chapman and Springer. And if if Dalton Varsho is going to play every single day, Dalton Varsho has more non-competitive at bats than anybody on this team. I mean, let's be honest. So yeah, like right. they're they need to have better collection of at bats. Like Sh- the six again, I looked right at you. You looked right at me in the sixth inning and said it's like Groundhog Day. Okay, they had an opportunity against the a good team. Day. Um, yeah. All right, let's give folks the lineup. There is a baseball game tonight, game three of this four-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, it'll be Grayson Rodriguez on the mound for the Orioles. Yusei Kikuchi for the Blue Jays. The Orioles lineup, Rutschman, Mountcastle, Santander, Hayes, Henderson, Westberg, McCann, McKenna, Jorge Mateo. 
The Jays lineup, Merrifield leading off, Brandon Belt hitting second, Vladdy is in the third hole, George Springer's cleaning up, Matt Chapman, Danny Jansen, Dalton Varsho, Paul DeYoung, and Kevin Kiermaier. That is the Blue Jays lineup, so Paul DeYoung uh, will be in action tonight, hitting eighth. Um, Danny Jansen in the sixth spot. I'm going to ask you this. The answer is yes. You move Danny Jansen up? Absolutely. He's one of your better hitters. He's driving in runs. Like it's not Danny Jansen's not numbers with runners anymore. in scoring position aren't great. They're not, but he's having a good two weeks. He's getting the big hit. He's hitting the big three run homer. Absolutely. Right. Like this is George Springer's not. Matt Chapman's not. Like I it's not about feelings. It's about being better in those in division games, which you're atrocious at. The only team that's worse in their division is Oakland. I got like five pretty, wins. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, that, that so is... if you have to move a dude down that you don't ever want to do that to and move a guy up that's doing better than he is right now, you absolutely do it. It's like the wit thing. Like George Springer, you you can't wait if you're a Jays fan to see him in the first inning with a dude standing at second with two outs. Or would you rather see Danny Jansen? I know the answer. You know the answer. So, yeah, like this is it's it's that time. This is where they're at because of how they're doing like, just the Orioles are better. The Rays are better. The Red Sox offensively are better. Like, you got to score a ton of runs to beat the Red Sox. And that's... The Jays in their last... The Jays since May 26th. You're going to give me some record? They have a 579 win percentage. That's tied with Baltimore <laughs> well, for highest in the That's why they're in third place. And that's, so why why the hell their, are we complaining about their, all this? It's their pitching. Yeah, it is the pitching. Pitching was... Their, because in the American League East, they're 7-22. Yeah. That's why. Uh, we haven't talked about this. What? Uh, all kidding aside, what, what did I you... I wasn't what kidding. Did you I haven't think? been kidding for 21 minutes. Yeah, actually, that's true. All kidding aside, that you hasn't kidding. been kidding. Then uh, you yelled at me about the Vladdy thing, well, which because, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying it in a different you, way. You, you didn't agree with me when you when you had a mouthful of McNuggets. You didn't ag- <laughs> disagree with me. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm not like product placing. I'm just saying. Okay, when you had a mouthful of processed chicken parts, you uh, you were. Thank you for ruining that. I, I really appreciate it. Um, What's happening? But the point is, you break let's just go you on. break Ryu down. Go ahead. No, I'm not. I, thought I, you were I was going to ask you. Go no, ahead. I was going to ask you what you made. I, people don't. I, people don't give a crap about what I think about Hyunjin Ryu. They want to know what you think. I, I think he. I'm supposed did ex- to just tee you up. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. It's not competitive. Impl- not implode. No. Velocity got better the more he threw it, which was good for him. The location, for the most part, was okay. Uh, pace John was, was really good. He John, looked like he was uh, throwing down. Pace, whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's a veteran guy. He's been there and done it before. It wasn't so was more Chris about Bassett. pace. His it was, pace wasn't it was good to more, start before, and he's a veteran guy. It was more about – he's pitched more, Ryu. It's more about location, late movement, arm speed on the changeup. I mean, for whatever reason, John was right. The changeup was cutting. Normally, it's straighter. Yeah. It's, you know, it's got a better change in the mile per hour between that and the four-seamer. I mean, I don't know. His cutter looked non-existent to me. I, it's he was good again. He gave him an opportunity in the sixth inning and down a run with the big boys coming up to do some things. Uh, that's all. Yeah. So that's what they and that's what they've been doing all year for the most part. So it's hard to argue. We need to have. Uh, we need to talk more about the trade deadline. 
We're gonna bring, what, what can we add? We're going to bring John Morosi, the MLB Network, on. He'll add some. Uh, we've got tickets to give away to see the Jays and Orioles. And the back leg line is open, 416-413-3959. No, <laughs> the back leg line is open because uh, <laughs> we, we, we didn't get that yesterday, obviously. Just because I said you were soft on another show. Do you, you want to bring it up? Well, you <laughs> kind of annoyed me. I think I was the only one. That, We've been that, saying this. I've been saying that all year. Like, and then you criticize you act, me. You act like you're the only one that's got enough nerve 416 <laughs> is the back leg line. Your thoughts on the trade deadline. I bet I, I know what blame? their thoughts who are. Who do you, who do you, who do you, which hitter do you blame? Which hitter do you blame for you everything? Throw, you can throw, you can throw. We need to blame somebody for this. You can throw five names, four names in there. Anyhow, we'll go to the back leg line in the uh, back part of the show. First pitch tonight is 7.07. Uh, David Sampson joins us at 6 o'clock. He's host of Nothing Personal with David Sampson. <coughs> Pardon me, former Marlins president. Marlins did some good business. I love they uh, they cut the price in their hamburgers tonight to uh, 5 bucks a burger because they got Jake Burger. Well How much done. are they normally? 13 apparently. $13? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Apparently, for a hamburger, thirteen bucks for a hamburger. That's why I buy nuggets? <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> they can pay uh, if they want. <laughs> you know. Uh, I hear you. I mean, I get criticized for that, and then. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's take a break and come back. Maybe Morosi can can uh, resurrect this I thing. Maybe he can turn yeah, around yeah, this sinking ship here. I don't think he can have. Glub, glub, glub. <laughs> it's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan the Sportsnet radio nailed network. this entire half hour. <laughs> it's Sportsnet. The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've got Blue Jays tickets to give away at 6.30. We've got David Sampson at 6 o'clock. We're going to make you some money at 5.52, courtesy of our friends <laughs> at Rivers. That Mount Castle, that was easy last night. He's just money everybody. You just pitch around him. See, I'm not a... I'm not hey, a... Caleb says you, last night yeah. he was very adamant about not throwing to him. You know how much I love me my Orioles. Yep. But I and and I do I respect Ryan Mountcastle a great deal, but if I want to win the World Series, I my pitchers have got to be good enough to get Ryan Mountcastle out. Like we want to talk, have we, they been good enough? We though? can talk about Shohei Otani. We we can talk about that. Hell, we might even yeah. be able to talk about not throwing to Gunnar Henderson. Not bad. We we may be able to have be able to have that discussion. It's but, just having Santander behind him and him being. Was Santander uh, he's a do professional last night. hitter right now? He's two for two going into that bat that Caleb was saying. You know, don't yeah, know. don't pitch to him. And anyhow, I just it's your seven oh seven is the first pitch tonight, wall, boy. <laughs> Grayson, well, we do a lot of that. Seven oh seven is the first pitch tonight Think for yourself. Grayson Rodriguez against Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, reminder: tomorrow's game is three oh seven. Kevin Gossman on the mound for the Blue Jays. I I think we're kind of, sort of, maybe anticipating Jack Flaherty, but. 
I don't know. Mm. Um, 307. Be the game next, uh, the game time tomorrow. Let's bring in John Morosi of the MLB Network, who uh, was was all over the place. Well, no, he was on the MLB Network yesterday, let's be honest. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, as always, I'm sure you've had an opportunity to take at least one or two deep breaths. Um, <laughs> what were your final thoughts on the Jays trade deadline? No, actually, I'm gonna, let, me, let me ask that question a different way. You know what I heard a whole lot of yesterday from a whole lot of general managers? Yeah, we could have done better, but at least the other guys didn't do anything either. <laughs> that's what I heard from well, basically that's what a whole bunch of GMs said right in some ways it was at the end not as dramatic of a deadline as it could have been I think that's fair to say uh, but I, in general the Jays did a couple things that when you look at their club they they had to get a shortstop because of the situation with with Bo, and it's unfortunate. We don't know how long it's going to be out. Obviously, at least a week because of this patellar tender. And I just hope it's not any longer than that. But uh, that's a concerning situation. The the so DeYoung helps. I think Jordan Hicks helps. But at, at, at the end of the day, this team and now without Bo is it really stings because. I was going to say, and if this was two days ago, I would have said this team will go as far as Bo and Vlad and Chapman will take them. Mm-hmm. And now it's Vlad and Chapman and the, the cast of thousands, and obviously Whit Merrifield's played great the last several weeks. He's been fantastic. So th- there's there's enough talent there. But I, I could just kind of tell by uh, the way you guys began this segment <laughs> before you, you brought me on that there's – let's put it this way. If you're a Jays fan and you're wanting to see a sign – that this team is about to overtake the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East. We haven't seen that right now. We're, we're not seeing it yet. And, and last night's game was close until it wasn't. <laughs> and and th- this Orioles team has got athleticism and bullpen and defense. The Austin Hayes catch stands out. And this is they've, – they've got a lot going on right now. They're going to get Jack Flaherty back. You look at the pitching matchups, and I realize – starting pitching matchups aren't what they used to be in terms of how uh, a, a team, how everything sets up in a game and, and then starters dueling until the seventh inning. But this is a game you've got to win, not just because you've lost the first two games of the series. You've got a young starter on the opposite side in Rodriguez. Kikuchi's on the mound. This is a game you've got to win. You've got to win this game. And, and these are the kind of series that tell you where you're truly at. Are you a legit division contender or are you going to be fighting for your playoff life to the final weekend as a wild card team? This is the kind of game that decides which of those two things it's going to be. Yeah, I should mention, by the way, Brandon Hyde said that uh, Jack Flaherty will start uh, tomorrow for the Baltimore Orioles against Kevin Gossman. And, you know, when you look around this division, John, the Orioles, I think a lot of people thought the Orioles would be players for whichever big pitcher uh, moved. You know, I don't think. I, you know, I th- it would have been interesting to see them to see them get Justin Verlander, uh, for example. I think we all look at the Orioles and we say, we all thought, man, if they could get a guy with a little bit of postseason pedigree and all this stuff. But you know, I think from seeing the Orioles up close the past couple of days and hearing what some of their broadcasters said, I kind of get the impression. I I actually like what Mike Elias did here. First of all, he still got the best farm system in baseball. Uh, left, but you know, 
adding Jack Flaherty, I, to me, what Jack Flaherty does, it 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 gives them a way to manage the innings of guys like Tyler Wells and Dean Kramer, and 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 to yeah. me, this is a realization on the part of the Orioles that. They've got the makings of a pretty good rotation right now for next year. I'm not saying they're overlooking this year, but they've got the makings of a pretty good rotation for next year. And to me, what Jack Flaherty does, all all he does is that just makes it a little easier for Brandon Hyde to manage those innings and maybe keep those good, maybe keep those guys fresh for the postseason. So adding Jack Flaherty, you know, it doesn't blow the doors off you. The guy I don't think is anybody's definition of an ace anymore. But to me, it was a really smart move by a general manager who, one, I think probably believes his, he wouldn't come out and say this, but I think, I think he thinks his team is probably a year ahead of what his own ETA was. But secondly, he's, right. I mean, he's looking ahead the next I mean, year, right? Right, right. Well, th- this is – it's interesting because to your point, Flaherty obviously is a rental. But, but this Baltimore team and how good they are now – like they're not going anywhere, and and that's where the, the Jays have to take a very hard look at at the way this series is playing out in, in the future, because this division is even with it's amazing to say that even with the Yankees and Red Sox at fourth and fifth, hmm. it's still a brutal division. Think about that, and think about how tough it is with all these teams above five hundred. You know, Baltimore. I, I like the way you're, you're you're pointing that out because with Wells, Bradish, Kramer, they're going to be careful with the innings of these guys. They're also going to be mindful, I'm sure, of, of how many innings their late inning bullpen crew right. is throwing because they've had to really rely on them a lot. They play, with the exception of last night, a lot of very high leverage games. They they have a lot of tight games down the stretch that are going to require a, a, a lot of innings and games from their key late inning relievers, and so. I, I do think, Jeff, to your point, that the moves they made were somewhat present and a little bit future-focused. They have arrived to the scene a little bit early, but this they've got a shot here. They really do. Oh, and, sure and they do. If anything has been proven to us, it's that when you're when you may arrive a year early, but when you arrive, you arrive, and you better lean into that because there's you try to get too cute and, and think too much about the future, you. you maybe lose sight of what's right in front of you. What's right in front of you is a special group. They've got a, a potential, and I, I always use this word very very delicately, but it's true. Like, like Rutschman has the look of, like, this is what the franchise icons look like. The way that he plays, the way that he carries himself, the way that he inspires such confidence in these, in these pitchers, the success these guys are having on the mound, it's like Posey-like behind the plate for Rutschman. Mm-hmm. And that's really important, really important. So I think we've got to keep that in mind and, and really focus now on uh, on how this division is playing out. Tampa got better. Savali, they've got Eflin came back. They dominated the Yankees last night. Um, the Jays have a lot of work to do. I, I guess the, the biggest takeaway from that perspective is they had to bring in DeYoung just to get back to level. Hicks helps them in their bullpen. But if the question is have they really closed the gap on the two teams ahead of them, I would say no. That They have not made a move that has really changed the way I look at the hierarchy of this division. Uh, JP, George Springer's played a lot. This is uh, he's, you know, he's not missing a ton of games because of injuries. He's been in a lineup. He's 0 for his last 33. Optics of how that 0 for 33 looks is not very good. I mean, that's the way I would look if I was 0 for 33 because I'd be trying to, you know, stay on a big league team. Are we starting to see the backside of George Springer? Do you think he's 200 points under his... OPS 
regular season average. Now, I'm not saying that's the be-all, end-all. but Very close may, to it. <laughs> may, may, maybe bat speed, uh, maybe the guessing, maybe, I mean, 33's not old. Is that old? Like, are we starting to see the 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 George Springer that I don't think we wanted to see? Yeah, no, it's a fair question, and unfortunately, it's it's – it's time to confront that question because it's been diminishing year by year. 907 OPS in year one with the Jays, and he drops to 814. Now it's 694. That's tough. And, and, and one of the other reasons why it's tough is, is think about which, which position he's not playing any longer. That's being center. So mm-hmm. you could, if you've got an elite center fielder defensively who's OPSing 700, you can usually live with that because it's, it's a premium position. Now you look around and you compare those numbers to other corner guys around the game, and it really starts to look pretty stark in, in the, the, the contrast there. Uh, I think it's at 33, it's too, it's too early to say definitively this is the player he's going to be for a while, but I also think it's, we're, we're, we've seen this for long enough to say some adjustments have to be made We've got to take a, take a really close look at what you can predict going forward. What more profound adjustments can you make? Obviously, I'm not a batting coach, but I do look at, uh, and to your point, Kevin, you see the, the body language, the struggles. There's just not really a whole lot that you can cling on to and say, yes, he's about to turn things around. You know, the home run rate is lower than it was last year, not really driving in a ton of runs right now. It's it's concerning. It really is. And I think this now gets to a point where the Jays are going to have to confront, as you look at the future and, and even next year's contract, how, how do you do this? How do you look at a, a better spot for him to go? Do you consider moving his contract in the winter? That would not be easy to do because of how much money is still owed. It's an uncomfortable conversation, but the, the one way that he could try to address that is by playing better down the stretch and being more productive. But to your point, Kevin, we're, just, we're not really seeing signs right now that that return is imminent. He's, he's going to have to change the narrative with some loud contact that we just haven't seen in a while. Uh, Matt Chapman, as we obviously know, is a free agent a- after this year. Uh, I know what I th- have thought of his season. Tell me what you think other teams that might be willing to give him money have thought of his season so far. So here it is for me, and, and he really is an interesting case because the, the last month or so, his OPS is back. It's 860. The numbers look good, and that's that's a number that people care about. The defense, as we know, is elite. Uh, does he get a five-year deal? I think he gets, honestly, every bit of that because the the underlying metrics for him, because his defense is good, because he will take his walks. You know, his his walk to strikeout ratio, uh, at least over the last month, if you look at it, it's, it's almost almost one to one. So, yeah, there's some strikeout in his game, but he takes his walks, too. The, this profile, Kevin, I realize that he, he doesn't have the, the RBI production that you typically would expect of a, of a keystone middle-of-the-order bat, but I think he's going to get paid. And, and he's the kind of bat that if you put him in the right team, if, if he's batting in a deep lineup sixth, uh, you know, maybe fifth, sixth, and he's driving in some runs in that respect – I think his, his overall profile looks a lot better. I think right now, especially without Bo in the lineup, it, it, you, you need this team needs either Vladdy or Chapman to have a tremendous last couple months. That, that, I mean, that's basically it, period, full stop. One of those two guys has to get really hot because if they don't, 
the math of the rest of the lineup is just not going to make sense. Whit Merrifield has been amazing. I, I'm not sure if you want to count on him as your main run producer and to do it all because he can steal bases, he can produce runs. They need Vlad to be great, and they need – uh, or they need Chapman to be great. That's, that's how I look at this team. And, and But I do think, to answer your question specifically, there's enough interest in what Chapman does offensively, defensively. He's going to make a ton of money in free agency. Wow. Uh, this is a summer of Otani. Did we, did, did we learn anything at the trade deadline about where Shohei Otani may end up next year? The Dodgers didn't do a great deal. Uh, you know, the Mets, apparently, according to Max Scherzer, the Mets have basically said they're going to treat next year as a trans transitory year, which doesn't suggest they're going to add $600 million dude or whatever it's going to take to get Otani there. Do we learn anything more? Do you think about where his ultimate destination might be? Yeah, it's a great question. I think if, if you are a Dodger fan and if you want to see a path to signing Otani, that this year's deadline probably was good for you. The only, yeah. the only better thing would have been for him to become a Dodger but he didn't go somewhere else that he was going to immediately fall in love with. Um, the the Mets became, in my opinion, a weaker suitor to sign him because, to your point, they're they're in a transition phase now next season. I I think that right now I, I would be surprised. I'll, I'll say this, and this is like sixty percent certainty. I realize it's the second of August, right? But I'd be surprised. If he if he does not either play for the Dodgers or Angels next year, yeah, I think that the Angels, especially if they put on a really good run here and and it's the comfort of home, that's been the only team he's ever known in North America. That they did right by him by surrounding him with with good players. It was a it was a good faith effort. You know, at the end of the day, guys, they're trying to win for their fans. They want to keep Otani. I will never second-guess a team that wants to put the most entertaining product on the field that they can. Like Absolutely. That, this is show business, people. This is what we still – we want to buy tickets to, to watch exciting things happen, and, he, and this guy is excitement personified. So good on the Angels for that. But the Dodgers can also say, listen, Shohei, you can live in Southern California, and oh, by the way, we've made the playoffs every single year since 2013. We are a model organization. Here's Freddie Freeman. Here's Mookie Betts. Here's Clayton Kershaw. Here's a beautiful day at Dodger Stadium. Why wouldn't you want to come play here? I just I don't see any team being able to put up a better sales pitch than that, unless it's the Angels. So that's where I'm. I'm the Angels or Dodgers until someone out there proves me otherwise. Mm-hmm. John, really good of you to do this, my friend. Terrific work yesterday as yeah. well. Terrific work always. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Thanks guys. Buddy. I appreciate it. Love the conversation, and uh, I could talk to you guys all day. But thanks so much for everything. Awesome. Take care. It's John Morosi, the MLB Network. And uh, yeah, I had a real good day. He had a real good day yesterday. Um, I mean, there's just so much. It was a hard trade deadline because so much of the stuff that happened happened in on kind of the fringes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, David Sampson joins joins us in a few minutes. I'm going to be fascinated to hear what he says about Shohei Otani because he's been in a, an ownership position. I I think John's right. I to me, I came away from this deadline thinking that Shohei Otani's either going to be an Angel or a Dodger. Yeah, you would think so. More convinced than ever. Uh, time now for... Hmm. Where is it, Jeffrey? Time now for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers, Mr. Mark Boffo. All right, so Jays dropped the first two at home here, but they get another chance tonight against Grayson Rodriguez. George Springer is what we're looking at tonight, guys. 
Will he go over or under one and a half total bases? Let's see. He's over his last 34, one away from the franchise record over, tying Danny Jansen and Ed Sprague. I think he does that. Um, I mean, he's hit off Grayson. I'm going to take, I feel optimistic. Uh, optimistic, Jeff. Optimistic, Jeff. I'm going to say over. I'm going to take the over. Now you're going to tell me how many hits he gets on Wednesdays against right-handers and left-handers. I'm taking the over. Well, I, I, want taking to, the over. I want to tell you he's had one double on Wednesday this season because I don't think it's going to be a couple of hits. I think it's going to be one hit. Do you think he'll hit a home run? All for Rodriguez this year, he's one for three with a homer and a punch out. Does that matter? Because of the way he's looked in his last thirty-ish at bats, probably not. I'm taking the under. Like I, nothing would tell you that any at bat that he's had. I mean, some of his takes a couple of days ago look better. I mean, this dude throws a bazillion miles an hour with a slider, a slow breaking ball. You're trying to get me to change. No, I take look, the under. I, I like the I like what you're what you're selling. Really? I just don't Do you believe just, what I'm selling. Absolutely not. Okay, I'm taking the under too. <laughs> like I just don't I don't even have a stat that could back up what I'm saying. Just He's every, due. every He is facing the best team in the American League. Too. And he's due. And he has hit a homer off this dude this year. So there you go. Come on. Come with me. Let's go the over. Take the over. Come on. You know you want to do it. Enough of the negativity. Enough of the I've struggled. The last when I struggled, the last thing I wanted to see was ninety-nine with a with a with a breaky ball. That's really good. <laughs> when a dude is a behemoth on the mound, too. It's like look how tall he is and big he is and how hard he throws. I don't like that. George so yeah, Springer, I'm, come I'm on. taking the under. Sitting clean up too. Pressure. It's gonna be chasing and over swinging and stepping in the bucket and throwing his hands in the air and I'm, right. used, I'm, I'm because I've right. struggled a lot as an offensive baseball player. I know how it feels. I know how it looks. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to go with you. I'll no, take the under. I, I like. Oh, you I like you. I like you being thinking optimistic. This absolute. So take the over. I don't want to take. I like over. it. Maybe, maybe it's a surprise. Because okay, I'll take I've struggled. the over. I've struggled. With the, there you go. I'll take the over with the 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 all the sincerity that I can possibly mount. I'll take the under. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll take the over. Okay. But the under is going to happen. Buffalo, you, I mean, you're a man who likes to uh, sprinkle some. Uh, Give away your money? You're, what are you you're the man today? who likes to sprinkle some of your your uh, <laughs> your, you your cash around. What are you, what are you going to do yeah. here? You know what, guys? I, I'm going to take the under. I don't. Th- I think he gets a hit tonight, but I don't think he goes over. Yeah, see, that's. I don't think he goes over total bases mm. one and a half. Okay, so I'll I take. Think he, he gets off the Schneid. He gets off. He gets you know a new hit streak gets started tonight. But what do you think it's going to look like when he does get a hit? Because we've seen how it looks when he doesn't get a hit, and it's you know if he gets a, the- if he gets a hit, Jeff's going to text all of us and let us know that he was right. <laughs> that's that's the number that's one thing that's going to happen. It's got to be a double. Yeah, no, you know what? That two hits is that's a lot. You know what? I'm taking it. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the over. He's gonna get a double tonight. 
Okay. I think he's got I a like better. I, I think like he's got a better chance of closing his eyes and hitting a double than he does. Sometimes that's better than what I'm you're here. trying to do in the case. There you go. I love the confidence. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the under. <laughs> no, I'm gonna yeah. take. I gotta take the over. All kidding aside, I will take the over. Close your eyes and swing. I will hard. take. You the never over. know. Yeah, it, it has happened. That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. But some would say, if you've done it wrong this long, why not have a little bend at your knees? Have your eyes a little closer to the strike zone. You can't choke up a little bit. Try and hit a slider to right field occasionally. Let's mix that in. I don't know. You know what's what's the old saying? I'll do anything to get a hit. Does it look like he's done anything to get a hit? That's the point, right? It's every once in a while you just got to take batting gloves off, use somebody else's bat, like do it. What I don't care. Who cares how it looks? Does it look like he's done anything different? Has it to me, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. You do the same thing over and over and over again, hoping it looks different and you get a different result. Did you hear what Morosi just said? That's why I'm taking the other. Yeah, I heard the five years, and I just can't get over that. No, I don't no, know no, who no, would no, never mind. I'm, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Well, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Springer. Do we need to have that discussion next year about moving out George Springer's contract and how much ownership's going to pay to move him? Because you're going to have to cut a check to move that I would, contract. I would, I would think at the end of the year would have something to do with that. There's a lot. Listen, there's, there's a, a lot to do. There's a lot of hard questions. I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Five years. I'm not going to go there right now because it's August second. But folks, there are a lot of hard questions to be asked about this lineup. If, if uh, I'm if this if, team doesn't, if come I'm a team year. giving Matt Chapman five years, he's hitting cleanup or fifth for me. Would you like to see the elevated fastball hitting fifth for you? You know what I'd like to see? David Sampson. He's host of Nothing Personal with David Sampson, the former Miami Marlins president. He will join us next. We'll talk about Otani. We'll talk about Steve Cohen and the Mets. It's Blair and Barker. This is Sportsnet 590 Defend, the Sportsnet Radio Network. And if you're watching us on TV, it's a nice shirt Barker has, by the way. If you're watching us on TV, it's on Sportsnet. Sportsnet.